Welcome to the Friday Five, the weekly list of five things you need to know about here on the ASG podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and it's our last Friday Five of May. And our list is packed this week, so let's get right into it. Number one. Last Friday, CMS released their final rule for Medicare Advantage and Part D contract year 2021. It's a 429-page PDF that covers the rules, regulations, and changes coming to the plans. One thing that we expected to see and is included in the final version, the expansion of telehealth services for Medicare Advantage beneficiaries. That was something mandated through not only the 21st Century CARES Act that recently passed, but also the 2018 Bipartisan Budget Act. In the official CMS press release, Administrator Seema Verma said, quote, CMS's rapid changes to telehealth are a godsend to patients and providers and allows people to be treated in the safety of their home. The changes we are making will help make telehealth more widely available in Medicare Advantage and are part of larger efforts to advance telehealth. We will have the link to that release as well as the PDF version of the final rule if you'd like to take a look at that. In the coming weeks, we'll be digging into that document, pulling out all the information you need to know, and bringing it to you here on the podcast as well as on our blog at RitterIM.com, so look forward to that content in the coming weeks. Number two. Fierce Healthcare reported on a new survey which found that the coronavirus has had a big impact on the healthcare of consumers. To be exact, 72% of respondents felt that way, and that was in a survey performed by the Academy of Managed Care Pharmacy and the Alliance of Community Health Plans. Other findings that are worth noting? The survey reported that 41% of respondents had delayed receiving care. 42% did not feel comfortable going to a hospital for any medical treatment, and then 45% did not want to go to urgent care or a walk-in clinic. Telehealth visits were on the rise, with 28% of consumers saying that they utilized telehealth in the past three months, and 46% who would be willing to try a virtual visit. Very interesting and lends a bit of credence to why CMS made the decision they did to expand telehealth. But another tidbit I found interesting, while consumers are staying away from healthcare facilities and taking a shine to telehealth, that trend has not carried over to the pharmacy side of things. That same survey found that in the past three months, 9% of respondents said they had gotten a prescription filled and delivered to their home, while 90% still went to their local pharmacy to pick up their medication. So what does that mean for your clients? Might be wise to brush up on the plans that partner with local pharmacies and be ready to field those questions about telehealth benefits this coming AEP. We will have a link to an episode on that very topic in our show notes, so be sure to check that out, as well as the article from Fierce Healthcare. Number three, more news from CMS. On Tuesday this week, the announcement of broad access to affordable insulin for most Medicare beneficiaries. 
MAPD and standalone Part D providers have teamed up to create the Part D Senior Savings Model, which will go into effect for the 2021 plan year. Copays for participating providers will cap at a max of $35 for a month's supply of several different insulins, and that will be the case from January 1 through the Part D coverage gap. Now, depending on what your Medicare clients with diabetes are currently paying for their insulin, this could add up to a decent amount of savings for them, so certainly worth looking into those plans prior to the AEP this year. We will be linking to the CMS press release on that program in our show notes if you would like to learn more. Number four, Apple and Google released their COVID-19 contact tracing API on May 20th. And on Tuesday this week, the first app to utilize the API was launched in Switzerland. So far, the app has been made available to workers on the front line of the epidemic in Switzerland with a larger rollout planned to follow. Now, this is an ambitious project, albeit far from a perfect solution to contact tracing. The app requires a user who has become infected to not only know that they've become infected, but to also update their own status in the app. From there, though, the app takes care of the rest. The identity of the user is anonymous, and the app performs contact matching, risk analysis, and then sends out alerts to potential contacts. According to Apple and Google, other countries and some states here in the United States have requested access to their API in order to, quote, test the system. So far, Alabama, North Dakota, and South Carolina are the first states to publicly announce that they plan to use the technology. If you'd like to learn more about how contact tracing works and its effectiveness, we will have the links to a few articles for you in our notes for this episode. Number five. Last week, Kaiser Permanente released a COVID-19 return to work playbook. Entitled Planning for the Next Normal at Work, the playbook is 98 pages long and outlines how to do just that. It contains sections on physical health, mental and emotional health, as well as social health. There's a lot of information covered, like how to modify safety plans your workplace likely already has in place, how to implement testing, and how to review and update HR policies to reflect the changes that you make. But what I like about this guide in particular is that the playbook does not overlook the mental, emotional, and social health concerns, or just gloss over them in a paragraph or a page. There's a good 20 pages devoted to that information. And it's definitely worth taking a look at. So we'll be linking to that download in our show notes so you can grab your copy and check it out for yourself. That brings us to the almost end of our episode today. I've got a really cool bit of news that is another silver lining of this pandemic, and I just love finding these. It's an app that has been pushed out into production because the creators have seen the need for it, and that is an app called Chattable. It's a universal hearing aid that doesn't require a hearing test, but here's the cool thing about it. It's an app for your phone that you use with headphones or earbuds. TechCrunch wrote an article on the app explaining the tech behind Chattable, 
And it seems to have revolutionized the hearing aid process in a few different ways. So in addition to not requiring the hearing test, rather than filtering unwanted noise like traditional hearing aids, the app is designed to take the voice of the person you're listening to, isolate it, and play it back to your headphones, almost like its own stream, essentially. It's also a viable solution for lip readers during our current mask-wearing pandemic. We will be linking to the TechCrunch write-up in our show notes as well as the Chattable app site so you can learn more about the app and how it works if you're interested. And that is all we have this week. I was hoping that the list of everything coming to streaming in June would be available by the time I recorded this episode, but so far, I haven't seen anything, so we'll have to save that for next week's episode. Just another reason to hit that subscribe or follow button. Hope you have a great weekend, stay healthy, stay safe, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, script editing by Nicole Perisic, artwork by Nick Smith. 